Well, welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Ross. Hi, Tom. And Joey. Hi. And Mike. Hey, Tom. Today, well, we're, we're going to really switch gears from our previous episodes. I don't know how this is going to fit together, but it's coming, I think, way out from left field. We'll see. Okay? <laughs> and it has to do with the conflict I have. Um, let me see if I can explain it. I like violent movies, things like the Bourne, the Bourne movies, uh, the Kingsman, Braveheart, Gladiator, things where there's a lot of action, fighting and action, action and fighting, and I just get drawn into this, mm-hmm. and I'm think I'm thinking, is is this good? Is this healthy? Is this okay? And one of the things I think about is, it's different. It, 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 I see it as fantasy mm-hmm. as opposed to reality because mm-hmm. I have a real hard time looking at real real violence or real... Um, From, like the war documentaries or things like that? Those kinds of things. Private Ryan was kind of hard to watch mm-hmm. because... Of, because it was about a real thing. It was about a real thing and it really did... I thought it, it, it portrayed it in realistic yeah. terms. Yeah. And so that was hard. So it clearly wasn't fantasy. So it wasn't fantasy, but these other fantasy, you know, the, the superhero right. things, the, right. you know, the galaxy ones. What's that? Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Guardians Avengers the gal- and all those. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's fantasy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel conflicted about it. Why sure. do I like that? Why? Right. I, and you seem to be the only one, Tom, because those movies do not do well at the box office. It's amazing Clearly, they keep making yeah. it. I know. Yeah. No, I, I think it really, <laughs> there is something there, right? And I do think, like, your comment about it being fantasy, I think, is an important part of that. Because, I don't know, when you look at most fantasy novels, it's often, you know, these things of good and evil eventually have to be portrayed in a physical confrontation, you know? And it doesn't right. matter if it's books or movies. And I feel like there's something there. It's almost like caricature and cartoon. It's yeah. more, what's the, oh, come on. What's the archetypes? Yeah, will, yeah. You know, so, yes, right. it's, 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 that's part of the fantasy thing is you're sort of playing out concepts that we think about as, as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there is, a, there's always, almost always the good and evil. Yeah. And there's, a, and there's all, so often a resolution and to pretty, that. pretty much the good side and the kinds yeah. you're talking about. I mean, it's manipulative. The good side wins. Yeah. The good right. side. Yeah. It's, it, in a way, it's manipulating my emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. In right. ways that the realistic ones don't. Right. Cause, right. Yeah. Because in these fantasy movies, you're rooting, oh, the bad guy's going to die. Because the bad guy's so clearly bad. The bad guy's right. usually a guy. Mm-hmm. And then for, on the good yeah. side, there's always the like the person that becomes a close friend. Either there's like a romantic interest, or there's something where you know, oh, that person's dying before the end because that's going to be a motivator for this person. Right, but I can mm-hmm. actually go. I can actually connect this to a previous episode. There's oh, usually perfect. themes. There's well, not that I have to, but there's usually mm-hmm. themes of help. Yeah. You know, there's a team and they're working together and somebody discovers they had skills that they didn't know they had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, but I mean, right, like, right, these right, are the right. things are tapping into that make you feel good, even if you know you're being manipulated right. while it's happening. Well, it, right. whereas in the yeah. real world, it's not always bad guys who die, you know, right. they sometimes they get away. Well, and in storytelling, there's that idea that there has to be a high stake. Like, why mm-hmm. is this right. matter? And so in fantasy, you can go to these extremes of the world is going to end. If these good guys don't figure out how to work together right, and right, do right, this, right, 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 right. so it gets to that level, because um, even the realistic movies, like they have to choose something that happened that where the stakes are high. But I think I think there's you know, it can be 
global or it could be very local because you have an investment in the character. But not to focus too much on there, I, Tom, it seems like your conflict is is appreciating or enjoying the violence going to be something that perpetuates or can t- like makes it okay or that it or, uh, promotes it in another mm-hmm. way. Right. Yeah. And even it, do you think is it changing you? Is that a concern right. of yours? Like that yeah. you? Do you feel that you're just getting okay with it? Uh, well, I'm I'm thinking more culturally. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a right. predominant medium in culture, mm-hmm. and so even children will be exposed to it. Like sure. Kids know about Star Wars before they even watch mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Star Wars is pretty. I mean, there's so much shooting yeah. and so much right. lightsabering and whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, God, is this? Well, here's a. W- I mean, I've had this conversation, s- similar lines. Like the media and the influence on the children and blah blah blah. Obviously, for in our field, we talk about this a lot. And to, to take a Western example, think about fairy tales, Grimm's fairy tales mm-hmm, in yeah. particular. Go back however long they go back. I don't have a good sense of time and date, but certainly before Marvel Universe came in onto the scene. Right. Yeah. Well, they sure. started collecting the stories of the early 1800s. Medieval. Wasn't yeah. like 1812. The and those are dark. But the stories. Yeah. Are, well, and those we are dark and violent Greek and twisted. Mythology and, 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 Roman yeah. mythology and, into I'm not, I'm not saying that they're good or bad. I'm just saying they're, you know, t- like to be worried. Wh- I don't worry any more about a cultural impact of a Marvel movie than Hansel and Gretel, right? I mean, but I think that's that's <laughs> the. It feels like that's the concern, and I'm I'm feel like I'm seeing the parallel between violent video games and the um, the rise of of first person shooter mm-hmm, games mm-hmm, and the worry mm-hmm. about school shootings or right. gun violence yeah. and that mm-hmm. you know. But the difficulty with that is that those video games are popular in most of the world cultures in most countries that have you know technology you know whatever right whatever you call that first world countries or whatever yeah but only the united states has a rampant first person shooter culture happening in real life right right so it there's something else going on, right? So is that the to kind of come back, Tom? Is that the is that the kind of conflict you have that does liking it perpetuate? Or, exactly. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really am conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so drawn to these movies, yeah. and part of, part of the draw is um, watching all these physical feats. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, wouldn't it be great to be able to? To, to do those roll flips and jump and, and get off the right. roof and land on your feet. Yeah, yeah. And watching these chase scenes that are yeah. just phenomenal. Right. And I well, can remember as a. I mean, I, I you have yeah. to suspend reality because yeah. how does anybody ever know where to go in in Moscow? It is a right. born movie. Yeah. Right. In Moscow, so he can get away from everybody. I mean. Right, right, you know, it's just right. where the alley is with the staircase or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and yeah. you suspend that disbelief. And part of it, because it's a fantasy, there's certain things. And it's funny because um, I was thinking more of, I've been watching Sabrina lately and uh, The Witcher and things like that, where it's like the world itself is clearly yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Whereas Born, it's like, well, it's, it's basically the, it's Moscow in present day. Right. And yet there's still these unrealities happening. I've only watched a few of the Bourne movies. Right. And at first I wasn't understanding what I'm su- supposed to be suspending. But after a while it's like, oh, okay. I get what this movie's doing. You know, and because you have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I wonder if there's, 
a, um, I mean, there's a physiological response that we have uh-huh. because it's, it's action, it's thrilling. Mm-hmm. There's adrenaline. Mm-hmm. There's mirror neurons of like I'm jumping off that roof right now. Exactly. That so would we feel know so good that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's that connected to it, but I think there's also that it is storytelling. It is mm-hmm. fantasy. It is uh, you can, you know, it really can't happen, but it's exciting to see happen. I wonder if it's if there's a parallel between watching professional sports mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I would love to be able to do a 360 dunk in the NBA, but I'm not going to be that person, mm-hmm. but I can kind of live vicariously. And so that's where, you know, professional sports, these blockbuster movies, there's... And part there's of the thrill is not knowing what's going to happen. So in some ways, these movies, it's like, the character gets to a point of like, how is he going to get out of this? Right, exactly. And so it really has to make these stakes huge. Right. And these like situations of like, wait, there is an entire army and an intelligence agency after him. Yeah. And he's going to somehow get... And he just had to jump in that hole and they can't find him. You know, but it's the thing of like, so you're like, what is it going to be? And that's like, oh, he did it. You know, right. like there is an excitement right. that he did it, even though reality, if you put it into reality, it'd be like, well, that... He got shot. Solve it. How in the world can he keep going? Yeah, right. yeah. If I got shot, there's no way that I could keep fighting. Right. Have you been shot, Tom? Do you I, know? I because no. the adrenaline's pumping. <laughs> but I, but I do think. And he, and he takes care of the wound himself. Exactly. And it's like, oh my. And God. I think it's yeah. that suspension of disbelief, or it's that, it's that like, but how? It's so it's that weird like, but it's happening. How is that still happening? And I think, you know, you kind of, you you become a part of the story. You become a part of the fantasy. And that's another plug for Dungeons & Dragons. That's why I love being involved in the game. Because you can, you can just kind of have fun. And I think this goes back to, again, to the embodiment episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Where children fully take on those characters. And it feels fun and exciting to be the cat who's living with this family and that you're getting walked around the park which you know like they live it or if you play out some of these more superhero type roles it's like i am picturing in my head that when i jump i just flew through the air from one building to another right and because i'm embodying it right i i did it you know right so i think maybe maybe that's just it maybe it's that this isn't another in a weird way or not a weird way but like it's a kind of a it's this is adults creative dramatic play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yeah. you get to you may not be the participator fully but you're watching it happen mm-hmm. and so that you're getting to embody the characters and your role in it somehow mm-hmm. but you know this and i think maybe that's the other thread of the conflict is that well if children are doing this and we've talked about it a number of times we're for superhero play and these other kinds of plays so children can make sense of it and we know that children aren't going to see the level of graphic violence or gore that comes from these battle movies you know their superhero play is still very g-rated to, to stay on the mm-hmm. but uh, they do they themes. do they do engage in certain kinds of fantasies that mm. i think parallel these fantasies with the uh uh, with the superheroes or Absolutely. with, the, oh, yeah. or with uh, the violence because um, sometimes if you're asking kids to tell stories, oh, yeah. Yeah, their stories end up to be like, it's it's the kind of this weird combination of, uh, you know, the guy got killed and then we went home and all had pizza. 
Right. Or something <laughs> right. like that. Well, first, like somebody ate so. somebody and then they, they, yeah. they, they gouged. Yeah, this ate that and they, this ate that and this ate that. Yeah, the eating of things and then eyeballs are often involved. Yeah. Or they eat someone and they put them I mean, out. You know, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, if kids are processing through play, which right. we... I think we all, yeah. I don't think we've written PhDs on the topic, but I think we all think that they are, you know, yep. they're processing their thoughts and their feelings and their understanding of the world as they play superheroes or cat or whatever it is, yep. you know, authors and movie writers and storytellers for all of human history where we could talk are also processing mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings exactly. through stories. So, I mean, I do think you, you were saying, Ross, is sort of like it is the, is our version of tapping into that fantasy mm-hmm. play that the kids can can play out in their play right. or even in their own storytelling that yeah we can we can talk about the news and get really depressed about real things or we can kind of process some of those feelings through what we yeah. read and and consume and i think but i but that said time i do think to be aware of am i just reinforcing a cultural i mean a cultural so so, what, so so my thoughts are going to this place where are there t- are there are there uh, do we censor some kind of children's fantasy play. Mm-hmm. I mean, we accept one kind of fantasy play, but mm-hmm. not right. another kind mm-hmm. of fantasy mm-hmm. play. And if so, is that okay, or is it? Um, right, because if we look at what we want to consume, we don't always we get to pick what we're sort of comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Because some people don't want to watch a born movie because there's too much shooting or something like that, and they want to I don't know what they want to watch instead, right. but or different kinds of things. I would think about that. In a similar, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to answer your question, but I was. I've been thinking about it recently because I've been kind of inspired by you guys, just occasionally, just like telling stories as we walk, because the kids want me to tell a story, right. and I have a really hard time coming up with interesting stories. I tell about the most boring stories in the world, even if they give me the plot. I'm having trouble coming. I don't come right. up with excitement very well and uh, danger because uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about things that are dangerous. I don't want to put my characters in dangerous situations. Right. It's not doesn't feel natural to me right now. And then I sit down at the story writing table with kids and they just, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, the yeah. dragon came and ate the unicorn right. and then the crocodile, you know, swam away with the rabbit in its stomach or whatever. Right. And they're not disturbed in yeah. the least by And that. I don't know if this would help but my storytelling but the sillier you go with the plot so they are very aware that it's fantasy right then having it happen so if it's a creature that doesn't actually exist right then the like less scary net or the the scary things that happen it's kind of like i'm not worried about going through what right. i'm uh, not gonna tell a story of a kid who gets lost at the supermarket right but you might do again. yeah like a dragon that <laughs> exactly yeah a dragon yeah. that can't you know is Maybe the dragon yeah. gets lost in some way, but because it's a dragon, maybe the dragon gets lost at a supermarket. So then it's like, it's totally right. silly, and dragons don't go to the supermarket. Right. But but to your point about censoring, Tom, like I censor I, myself yeah, when I'm yeah. talking to them because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going right. to be too scary? But then when they have stories right. or play, because their stories and their play mirror each other so much, they're completely full of danger. You know, the cats never have a mom, and the... You know, bad guys always have to be shot, and you know, oh, but they didn't die, so we got to keep shooting them, or you know, it's uh-huh, it's uh-huh. Um, far more. Yeah, or they come back to life, or you know. They, yeah, far more just, dangerous than anything I come up with. Yeah, I remember one book. It, it's written towards parents. Um, Ames and Ames, I think, are the authors. Okay. It's and they they have like your one year old, your two year old, and for the oh, yeah. five year old, they talk about the stories kids tell. You know, mm-hmm. if they were made into movies, wouldn't even be able to be shown on screens in the U.S. Right. And this is in the 1980 or so, so it's pre-Rambo yeah. and everything. So yeah. maybe they would show them now. But yeah, you know, they were like it's it involves 
people getting eaten, eyes getting gouged out. Yeah. Um, just all this stuff that like you couldn't actually right. depict what a five-year-old is just coming up with out of their head. Right. And be allowed to screen it. Like, right. Clear, like they have these, but it is that thing of all their worries. Of course, I'm worried about getting cut and getting what I'm not worried about actually being shot, but it is like if I got injured and my life was threatened, would I be able to still save myself? Or I don't know. Like, yeah, I I don't know. And then of course, yeah, I I was about to totally pivot, but, (laughs) but then you have to have the heroes. You have to have the like, yeah, but of course, I mean, and kids don't always have the good guys win. No, no. Sometimes, you know, the unicorn dies and I'm like, and then, and they're like, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, wow, no resolution there. I mean, they don't always need resolution. Right, right. Right. Um, which yeah, is, we're, which cause we're so used to the story arc. We're so yeah. used to that yep. being, well, but yeah, that's doesn't not good vanquish evil. Right. And they're like, no, no. no I'm one. done. Not this case. Yeah. Yep. But I think they're, you know, the, I think it's, a, it's that adult interpretation of what they're saying. We've seen the movies. Yeah. We've we can go into a much mm-hmm. more abstract and mm-hmm. detailed recount right. of, yeah, I killed this person and now they're dead. Right. When to them it's yeah. you know they to the child they're they're laying yeah. on the floor that's it but we see the crime scene and all the forensics. Well, and, and I think maybe that's the that point happens. is that the reality is there somebody who goes to those born movies probably did kill someone or yeah. t- like do you know what I mean like right. I mean there's people, there, there's there soldiers people, and people like, that we have been know in that there actually are violent. That, psychopaths sociopaths out there or people that in their blind of profession had to do that right for protection or for whatever right and and they're they're gonna probably watch and those maybe movies. that's what's partly for adults like it's hard to like well no it doesn't happen to me but what you know and the you know and to me it's like well the movie doesn't trigger this it's like mm-hmm. again the most popular movies made in America are the ones that are more action-based. Yeah. Because the action more dialogue-heavier are a lot harder to translate right. and still have interesting. So, like, those are the movies going around, and yet the murder rates in most of the countries that watch these movies are nothing compared to the U.S., right. and some of it's higher. But, so it doesn't... Like, the movie itself is not the thing doing it. Mm-hmm. But it can be unsettling to think, oh, but the specific act that might have been depicted might get copied mm-hmm. it makes me think of the book which maybe we've referenced before but under dead man's skin oh, by yeah. jane catch um where she talks about this specifically with children because they have a game they're more like kindergarten elementary school yeah. but they have a game that's disturbing to the adults it's called the suicide game so you can see why it would be a disturbing playground game right and she spends roughly a year as a teacher kind of talking to kids about why they like scary stuff, why they like gory stuff. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Actually interviewing actual older than preschoolers, but you know, actual children. And um, it, it, you know, uh, as Mike and I've talked about, and then maybe not the biggest resolution at the end of the book, but a fascinating window into that. Kids do know the difference, Mm -hmm. you know, between fantasy and, and real. And well, they won't learn it unless they engage in it. Yeah. Right. So it's a very interesting read, um, you know. And then if, as I read it, I was like, "Well, I know adults who really like um, g- more like horror movies, right. which is not my thing. Mm-hmm, um, right. you, you know, like really like them." Yeah. And and then I think about them. I'm like, "Well, but they're and and they're not sociopaths. They're just regular people, you know, who I work mm-hmm, with and mm-hmm, friends right. with, and you know, like." And you record podcasts it, with because <laughs> fun fact, I enjoy action movies and some horror movies. Not all of no, them, but yeah. but I enjoy them for yeah, you know, the reasons of. And I think part of maybe that what you're getting to, Joanne. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but okay. the there's the, it's contained. You know that 
this can happen and it's, it's only happening It's a safe way to address on, your fear. Exactly. That mm. it's, I don't have to, you know, do immersion therapy if I was afraid of snakes and drop into the Indiana Jones pit of mm-hmm. snakes to go, like, get over it. I can see it on there and go, oh, God, I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, ugh. But it, I, I'm not at the full level of me being in danger. And same with the other, you know, movies that have that kind of horror theme that there's... It can happen, but you know at some point you can either walk away, you can turn it off, or that that this doesn't involve real situations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, when it's getting to more realistic things, I mean, that's where yeah. the questions and with younger about children, sensitive. I will say that visual images are harder to shut off once you see it. Yeah. You can play in your mind. And, and that's where play can help. Like, that the book, you know, see, it, was the movie just called Dead Man that they... It references. Oh, uh, I think I think yeah. so. It's been a while since I read it. But you know, but that's the idea of like for the child who saw that, whether yes. it was an image or in real life. Right. Not, I'm not with Dead Man, but with you know, just if they see a violent, right. they're gonna have to play through it to figure it out. Exactly. Whereas a book, reading a Grimm's fairy tale, you can shut it. Yeah. It's like ooh, yeah, and and most kids are able yeah. to shut off the images too. Right. Of like I'm not gonna or, finish that. Or that I think there's, depending on the age we're talking about, like they don't yeah. have the imagery yet, but when we provide the imaging for them, yeah. that that's where I think the being aware, I think there is some screening that needs to happen from, yeah. from adults for children of like, what are you, are you letting them watch? Because there is some pretty upsetting imagery and, right. and um, right. things. A story that they tell is much different than yeah. a, a movie that like, they see. And the Monsters exactly. in Monsters, Inc., I don't know if you know, yeah. that was them interviewing four- and five-year-olds of, like, what does a monster look like? Right. And so those, like, silly things, like, that's what a lot of kids are picturing when they say monster. Yeah. But if they've seen images of we see Freddy or yeah, whatever, like We see it's all like, these really grotesque creatures. Yeah. Again, I think that's that juxtaposition yeah. of adults' perspective mm. what versus what children really see. And I think that's, again... When children, and I, I mean, I know I, I have a number of families who are children who come to like, I saw this movie and this movie. I'm like, wow, already? <laughs> okay. So that's where, I, you know, we see the superhero player. We see the yeah. violence in the storylines because they do need to process. They do need to make sense mm-hmm. of it. But just because they want to go see Avengers, Black Panther, or whatever, doesn't mean that they have to see it this early right. on. They can, You mm-hmm. can buffer that and say, well, that'll be when we're older. Yeah. We can just play the games. We can look mm-hmm. at the pictures. We can see the characters. But and, and for most kids, that's enough. Once they see right. pictures, it's like, but, oh. Okay. But it, I think it is that f- when we feed the movies or the imageries or the actual you know, YouTube clips or whatever, well, now children are not, It's kind of like that. They didn't know what they didn't know, but now that they've seen it, they can't really mm-hmm. unsee it. So, so my grandson is really interested in Star Wars, but he's never seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's already playing it, and he's building Lego Star Wars stuff. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. so he's actually laying the foundation right. for... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he needs to build an X-Wing fighter, Joey knows how. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, 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 really good at it. I mean, it's like... But he doesn't hmm. see the violence of Luke getting his hand cut off, or right. in the earlier mm-hmm. movies where, I think, Anakin is decimates a whole group of young Jedi. You know, like it's a pretty yeah, violent yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. He's not running those scenarios. He right. sees the unicorns and rainbows version of like, this is all, you know, there's bad guys, good guys, but he's not seeing the carnage. And it can picture it at the level he understands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, and that children won't project it any more than they're ready for or aware of unless they've seen it uh-huh. in yeah. other ways. 
So we think Tom's old enough to watch these movies. Is that what we're saying? Oh, I guess. I guess it'll. Hopefully, you allow me to keep this as a th- guilty pleasure. I think I will still be conflicted. Um, the, the, this is really kind of murky territory uh-huh. for yeah. me, and I think it's uh-huh. murky territory for any teacher. I think any that's working with, to be murky. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, w- when we're working with kids and some of the ideas they come up with in trying to really understand their fantasy and not making it the reality. Mm-hmm. I sat... Oh, yeah, I sat on the couch last week with a kid, kids who were fighting the bad guys. It was a Star Wars game, and um, they handed me the block, and we had to keep shooting. And I sat there pew pew pewing with my block and I felt conflicted like this is really and they're like no no he didn't die yet and I'm like all right keep shooting everyone and I'm like what is my life this is really weird mm-hmm. but in the moment there were reasons why that was the appropriate thing but to be conflicted makes sense to me yeah. okay yeah, yeah I think okay. conflicted is is healthy but I do think also if oh I'm following their lead it's not like, no, yeah, no 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 it wasn't you guys, my idea to keep shooting if, yeah. Here, if you really want to kill people, this is how you do it. You know, right. It's not like you were like, right. yeah. you want to see fantasy. Here yeah. go. Right. Come on. Come right. on, guys. Give me the AK. Right. So, next, so it sounds like next week is movie night. <laughs> well, thank you guys for, Thanks, for playing Thanks. with me here. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>